Amen. Okay, the sermon this morning is um, titled, Obedience. Hallelujah. Can I have a hallelujah, please? I need to, I need to be more Pentecostal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brings fruit. So it wasn't just about obedience, okay? So don't worry. It's not going to be a punishing time. It's obedience brings fruit. You know, and, 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 and it's so simple, isn't it? Who, who wants to be blessed of God? Who wants their lives to be changed? Who wants to have a happier time? Who wants to get through the problems that we're doing now? Who wants things to be better? Over anything. Uh, yeah, but that's everyone, Kev. And, and it's quite simple. When you, when you speak to anyone... When do you remember what you came here once and stood up and said? Everyone you see, even down my street, are full of problems. Scratch the surface on everyone's veneered life, and you will see. They have. <laughs> yeah, every, now, that's the first big yes I've had for ages. Praise God. Important that we understand that. But you know, it's my experience that when people actually begin their journey with Christ, they hear the wonderful things and they take in all the good things that Jesus and God wants to do for them and they immediately expect God to provide them with all those promises they've heard. Immediately. It's fascinating. Well, I, I, I wanted them all. I'm no different to anybody else when they started their journey with Christ. Was, wow, is this real? You know, and, and it is real. But we know in this church that the Bible does not say that. We grow with Christ. We grow daily. We grow with our daily readings, our, our daily songs, our, our listening, our being together, our Bible studies, our Bible studies together, our teaching one another, our teaching other people, our, our witnessing all this. Witnessing to sinners, and don't forget, witnessing to other brethren in the church. And that's really important that we do not, you know, it's not that we're super or we're better than them, but you've had such a lot of truth given to you. That you know for a fact that they haven't got some of these truths. So it's our job to be in love with them, meet them, and, and just love them. And just show them. And you know, of course, and you will, we will know where their spiritual thermometer is by their reaction. Okay, it's nice and simple. It's not being clever. It's not trying to be smart or, or super or, 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 or wiser than them. We share with what God has given us. Amen. And that's why he's giving you this, to share it. So we need to grow and keep carrying on. And don't forget, it's, 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 it's important. All of the actions that we do are used by God to show us our faith. Isn't that amazing? Everything we do, God uses to show our faith. Hmm. Because you, when we examine what we do, and examining what we say and who we say it to and what we're doing shows us we're at the level of our faith. Everyone can see that? Okay, good. <clears throat> Scripture is clear. It tells us that blessings come through obedience only. And obedience just is so simple, it's just obeying what Christ has asked us to do. And it's, it's, it's quite clear that I know what my plans are for you. They're not grievous, they're not evil, they're, they're good to an expected end. He looks at each one of us and knows what he can do with us. It's not about, it's not about what you feel or how clever you think you are. It's about him. You know, and when, we, and when we speak about him, he even says, I'll be with you. So the more we talk about him, the more he's with us. It's quite simple. We can sit at home and pray all day and, yeah, that's great, but that's for you. Then he'll say, okay, that's, you've, you've got all what you want. Now do something for me. That's all he asks us to do, just talk to people. Jesus asked us to learn of him. That was the scripture he said, to study, to find ourselves approved. Find ourselves approved to God by our study. Why? So we shall never be ashamed. We shall never feel ashamed of what we're saying because we know what we're saying is, is true. So that is really important. And it says rightly dividing the word of truth. Then we know when we've got these truths, we know it's truth, and so we can just say it. 
you know, and say it when we're teaching in the best possible way, with some passion, some love, some excitement, whatever it needs, or with some calmness and gentleness, whatever it needs. And don't forget, God will do that with, with us. And we've got to remember, if, if it was not the case, what God said in, in the Bible, and that we just got everything that we wanted. And so our thought process is sometimes that all we have to do is ask God and he'll answer our prayers. If that was the case, he would never have to send his son. He would have never had to write the Bible. And he would have never had to send his Holy Spirit. Oh, this is the job, just ask and you'll receive and that's it, finished. So, you know, oh, yep, finished. But it's not like that. That's why the Bible then teaches us again. He gave us all, all, a measure of faith. And, of course, our faith increases by hearing the word of God and putting the word of God into action in our life. That shows God our faith. That's the obedience. You know, there it is. This is what you read. This is what you do. And, it, you know, people say, well, Mark, there's such a lot in the Bible. I said, yeah, so it's as you're taught, just put one step at a time. We're not going to change overnight. and Don't panic. The Lord says he'll never leave us or forsake us. He said, when you fall, he'll be there to pick us up. He said, a righteous man shall, shall fall seven times. And the Lord picks him up. It's incredible, and that's the righteous man. And alone, sometimes when we're unrighteous, hallelujah, it's incredible how God wants to work with us. And as we do what he asks us to do in our daily lives, God sees our obedience. Isn't it wonderful that everything we do with God, see, he sees it. And what does he do when he sees it? He just gives us that blessing that, that because we're trying, as David said, to follow his word in everything uh, we do. And don't forget, as the more we speak about it, the more we do, he sees it and works with us, works through us. And that's the most beautiful thing. And of course, that spirit promised, God, he's promised his spirit and that spirit of truth will guide each one of us into all truth. So everything we do has a consequence. And I want our consequences to receive the blessings, to produce the fruit in our life that God um, has asked us to do. <laughs> and you know, one of the beautiful things I love, it, 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 you know, the, the more we get inside us, the freer we get. The freer in everything. The freer in thought, word and deed. Honestly, you get fr more free all the time. So I'm bothered in the end who you speak to, what happens, like you know, it doesn't matter as long as we're doing the work of God. God blesses you. Does, does he say, you better be successful this week? No. He doesn't say that. He just goes, just talk. Just, just have a go. And he blesses us. So that we've got to get this into our spirit. That, you know, our faith increases the more we do. The more, we, the more things we do day by day. You know, and whether you're at work, it's, it's irrelevant. You can pray, you can look, you can read, you can, you can be a Christian wherever it is. People are going to look at you and, they, and they're going to say you're a Christian. No. They know you're a Christian by what you say. Yes, some actions people will say, well, why don't you do this and why do you do that? And that will give them. But not many people have ever asked me why, why, I, don't, why I don't go out drinking or why I don't watch this and watch soaps and everything else. You know, why don't I? You know? And I say, well, because I don't want to. It's filth. It's not what God has asked us to do. You know, he asked us to be sober. He asked us not to be gluttons. He asked us to... All the things, the simple things of life. These aren't difficult, are they? Look after your body. Yeah, I mean, you know, all these things are good for us. It's not one of those things that's bad, you know, that he says is bad for us by stopping doing it or, or helping ourselves. And we've got to remember, we're never on our own. No, no wonder Jesus said we're laborers together. I love it, laborers together, you know. We're, we're not on the building site trying to build the mansions or the castle on our own. We have the power of God behind us to help us. Do whatever we, he wants us to do. And so the word, how, how does God want to save the world? 
He wants to save the world through us. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Through you, Alan. Leslie. Louise. Through you. Isn't that amazing? It's, you know, we can, we can look at everyone else and go, oh, I can't do this. Why not? We can, can't we? And that's so important that we get rid of this, 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 this tension, this pressure. It's no pressure. It's just talking to people. I mean, if it was talking about Everton or, or talking about keep fit, or if it was, if it was talking about the menopause, we, you know, if you've got experience of all this, you can talk till the cows come home. Well, Everton are the cows. I'm sorry, Kev. I didn't realise that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's okay. But it's important that we, we, we see this. We see this, that, you know, that, that when we come to Christ, when he called us and we began to follow and began, and began to, to see that, that this is what he's asked us to do and we obeyed it and we repented and, you know, and, and we got baptised in Jesus' name, we received the Holy Ghost. And we had these experiences when that happened. We had those experiences which are biblical, and that's why we know it's true. We cannot deny it. And so it's so important. So we are. He wants us to do the work in the natural walk of life so God can do the supernatural in our life. It's not about us being supernatural. It's about us doing the natural things, the speaking and teaching and stuff like that. And God does the supernatural. And don't forget, we bring glory to God in bearing the fruit that we're going to, to, to bear. You know, and I'll talk about the fruit um, in a little while. But don't forget, this is you. You are the light of the world. Matthew 5.14. You are the light of this world. You are the light. So people have got to see the light. Why? Because they are in Darkness, isn't it so simple? You haven't, we, haven't got to be, we haven't got to be super smart to see that anyone who doesn't follow Christ is in darkness. And we that follow Christ are better keeping the light. And we've got to be the light because if the light's not there, we even go into darkness. That's why we've seen that happen. We've seen that happen. Nor do they light a lamp and put it in a basket. Under a basket. But on a lampstand, so it gives light to all who are in the house. And so let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify God. That's the most important. They want, they, they want to, to, God wants them to look at you and see that you're actually doing the good works. And don't forget the good works. It's just number one is the simple stuff. And, these, and through these works, he helps us to do them because he wants us to be fruitful and bear much fruit. John 15, 5. For I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Isn't that marvellous? That's not an if or it's, you know, it's a will. And it bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So without the Spirit of God, without the Word of God dwelling in you richly, then you'll do it in your flesh, and that means you'll end up with nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch, and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Isn't that awful? These are, these are your friends. These are your family. These are the people that just don't want to follow Christ. Your work people, your neighbours. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Isn't it amazing? If the words in us will do the work of God, then he'll what? He'll give us the desires. It's so simple. And it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified. Glorified, given praise, given honour, given given. given Everything we've got to him, that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Because that's what the disciples did from the beginning. Do exactly this. Are we, are we those disciples? Yes, we are. We've been called into his kingdom for a time such as this. 
in a dark time, in one of, a dark time for the church, as the church is diminishing, he's asking us to increase it. He called us to be transformed to his likeness. We know that. And we're not, none of us are going to be Jesus. But what we can do, we do the works that he's asked us to do, exactly what Jesus did and his disciples. And don't forget, he called you as you are. <laughs> as you are. You, yourself, with all your frailties, iniquities, your thinking, your sin, your way of life, educate, no, everything you can say, he called you exactly as you are. Isn't that brilliant? It's not, you have to do anything. You haven't to be any, anything special. And I'm going to tell you how non-special you, you, you have to be afterward, in a moment. No matter who we are, no matter what we're doing, rich or poor, black or white, educated or not, it's very relevant to God. Here it is, 1 Corinthians 1.26. I love scriptures like this. They just, they just, oh, they're so informative. For you see your calling, my brethren. That not many wise according to the flesh, according to this world, not many mighty, no big toughies or, you know, karate champions and all the rest of it, not many noble. So it's not the nobility that we look at, you know, the aristocracy and the queens and everything else are called. Are you ready? For God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, which, which are despised God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things there are. Isn't that incredible? So all the mighty, the clever, all these people, these, these, these people who think they're somewhat. We, the foolish, the weak, and the base things that he's called, will confound all of those people because of our faith and what God has put inside us. Isn't that amazing? So no flesh will glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us the wisdom from God. His righteousness, the right way of living, the sanctification, the setting apart from us, from all that rubbish of the world. And redemption, he redeemed us, he paid for us on the cross. So we could understand and see these beautiful things that God has for us. These are amazing. And he's written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. I thank God for all the things that I've seen, the things I've spoken, the things I've done. I thank God for without him, I wouldn't have seen them. I wouldn't have been able to do them. I wouldn't have gone to those places. I wouldn't have met the people. And I would not have got the blessings of God that I have if I wouldn't have done what he asked me to do. Foolish. Are you ready? Foolish. That's the first time in my life I agreed that I loved being called a fool. You just told me 30 years ago I was a fool and guess what? I probably would have thumped you first. And then put down my 17th pint of lager. Just the same as people. It's amazing. Although natural life, the world is telling us we have to be someone. In God's, you don't have to be anything because you will be something to God. I'd rather be something to God than all what the world has to offer me. Listen, foolish. Shall I give you the definition of foolish? You're going to love it. It's moros. My first word I come was, was moron. And I thought, no, 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 stop it, Mark. It's moros. Dull or stupid. 
morally a blockhead. Absurd. I thought, man, man, the foolish, I've called the foolish things of this world. So, guess what? We're not foolish to God. We're not absurd to God. We're not a blockhead to God. That's what the world will call us. Because we believe in this Jesus. This story. This invisible God. Isn't that amazing? I love it. And the weak. Strengthless. No strength. Figuratively, naturally, spiritually, nothing. The weak. The feeble. The impotent. The sick. Is that enough? See? And that's what the world will think about us. You know, they say, they'll say to me, oh, yeah, that's okay. Your religion's your crutch that you can lean upon. You know, I, you know and I'd like to take the crutch, <laughs> you know, and say, no. No, it's not a crutch. It's reality. You lean on your own strength. I'm going to lean on Jesus. It's the only one that I can lean upon, and he'll support me. The only one. I know that. And base. And the base is really nice. It means without kin. In other words, unknown by anyone. Isn't that brilliant to be unknown by anyone that God loves you that much that he calls you? Doesn't want the mighty. Doesn't want the noble. Doesn't want those clever people that can tell us amazing things and go to hell. So important. <laughs> so it's the first time I've ever celebrated in calling myself foolish, weak and base. Amen? Amen? Because I'm not that to God. I am that because of my faith to man. <laughs> he wants us to be fruitful in our lives and he knows we can do it. And he teaches that we can do nothing without him. So we do know, we have to be clear that we have to be with him. We have to keep in touch with him. All the things we're going to do, especially when we're going to go and speak to people and show them and, and invite them into our house, whatever it is, we've got to get ready for that to show them that we're good Christians and we love God and he's real. But he's trying, to, he's trying to do everything through his love for us. It's his love for us that he does it. It's not, it's not because you're great. You know, I might think you're great, but God sees you as just this, his creation and he wants to love you. And the reason why he wants to love you, because he wants to show that he is a God of love. And when you feel that and you know he loves you no matter what you do, that's when you begin to see why you've got to love others. If he's forgiven you, if he's called you and offered you to all this and, and spend time with you and teach you and, 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 you know, and have all this for you to make you better, so you get better and get more blessed, we've got to understand that we don't do it without him. You know, what do we do? What do we do for Christ? What do we do? Oh, we come to church. Who gets the benefit of you coming to church? <laughs> it's fascinating. It's fascinating. When we're praying, who gets the benefit? It's amazing. Somebody else might be up. We pray for ourselves. I had some people say, oh, I'm not praying for myself. That's selfish. And I said, no, it's stupid. Yeah. If you don't pray for yourself, how are you, you going to trust God to say, God, I'm not doing this very well. Forgive me. And I want you to help me now. I want the strength, I want the boldness, I want to be able to do this. And God will give it you. You know, that's the will of God, isn't it? That he's going to strengthen you to, to, be his, to be his light in the world. So it's a great prayer, a simple prayer, and that's God's will. If, if you pray anything in God's will, and it's the will of God, you know, that's when he, he loves it. <laughs> he wants to strengthen us. He wants to strengthen our love, our spirit, our kindness, our generosity. He wants everything in our life to be decent and in order. He wants us to be organized so we, got, so we spend our time wisely. He doesn't want us to be, to, to be lazy. He wants us to be energetic. He said we ought to be lively stones. You know, if you see a bunch of stones and they don't move, they're not very lively to me. So that means you've got to shake them about. You know, you've got to be lively. You know, so oh, Mark, I don't feel like being lively. I said, well, why not? Let's let God 
liven even our mortal flesh. He says the Holy Spirit shall even give life to our mortal flesh. You know, you've seen me preaching, you've seen me teaching, you know, and, you know, I could, I could walk in and I could be extremely tired. But by the time I've started, it's a buzz. Great, we'll use Dave's, David's word there. I'm on a buzz. The buzz is the Holy Ghost inside me. I can feel it. You know, and when I'm speaking, I feel it. It's just amazing. And that's why I like preaching. And I like teaching. And even if I'm tired, I know what's going to happen. That's incredible of God. That expectation of God to speak through us is amazing. Is amazing. That I don't have to know everything. I can only give what God has given me. The more he gives, the more I can give. The more I can give, the more he gives. That's everything. Whether it's love, whether it's kindness, whether it's generosity, whether it's faith, whether it's finance, whether it's effort, whether it's energy. He's amazing God, isn't he? Mm. People used to say to me when I used to go abroad, they used to say, what is wrong with you? And my, my, my partner, um, Bishop Clement, would say, he said, don't you know? And he goes, and, and, and go, what is it? He said, well, what do you think it is? He said, well, I don't know. There's something. He said, what, what's just wrong with him? He said, he's, he's just so excited and, and passionate and, and it, his energy is amazing. And that was when I was 50. You know, and he went, he's possessed. And the people's faces would go, possessed? He said, oh, yeah. He's possessed by Jesus and he just can't keep still. What a wonderful, what a wonderful way for your friend to describe you to other people. And I just go, praise God, thank you. Because I know where it comes from. I know where it comes from. And God wants to reproduce in you what he can see that he wants. Lively stones. People that, people like, no matter where you are, he can use to speak to other people. And at the end of the day, no matter what you think now, Ted, you will be able to sit down one day with somebody and teach them. Isn't that amazing? Not because of Ted, because of, and he'll help you. It's brilliant. Well, what, what more do we want? Everything has its own seed in this world, no matter what you look at, every plant, every tree, every animal, every bird, every creature in the sea, even every cell, they all have their, you know, it all reproduces. It's a massive, isn't it? It's just incredible. Trees and everything, oxygen, you know, everything reproduces. Even human beings, even we have a seed to reproduce. Just the same. So God's trying to reproduce in us what he reproduced in Jesus. Okay? And, and that's our example. So what does God want us to reproduce? Okay. Listen to this. One of, the, one of the scriptures at the very beginning that God told them to, go forth and multiply and fill the earth. Well, it's the only scripture that everyone's took notice of. Amen? Look at it now. Seven billion and it's just shooting upwards and we're polluting more, there's more diseases, there's more violence, there's more wars, there's more natural disasters, we're, we're polluting the sky, the sea, the land, we're everything. So we, we've done that job well. Not pollution, multiplying. Go forth and multiply. What does he want us to do? He wants us to look at reproducing this fruit that he wants us to have. So he's saying, be fruitful. Bear much fruit. You, you've got to have fruit. And so all those things that he says, and if the branch doesn't have fruit, what, what happens? Amen. Thank you, Kevin. So we read it, didn't we, about the vine, where the branch is? Well, you know, so the vine is, the vine is God. He produces a branch, so we join with him on the branch. And at the end of anything, you know, every tree you look at, doesn't matter what, well, let's do a tree. Let's do it as a tree instead of a vine. And every tree, every tree will have its flower. And then after that flower or fruit, it will have seed. 
So do, do, do fruit trees. It's even easier. Oranges, apples, pears, every one of those. As soon as, as, soon as the fruit's finished, it drops to the floor. In the natural, that would go into the ground. It would die. The pear would die. The one seed, that's all it needs would, to take hold. And it'll, it'll grow more trees and we get more fruit. Off we go. Isn't it simple? But that's the same with everything. Whether it's, whether it's, whether it's animals, whatever it is, just keep reproducing the fruit, producing the fruit, and without the seed it isn't. Well, we know what, what's, what's our seed. Our seed is the word of God. And that word of God has to be scattered. It has to be given out. It, it tells us that, you know, by keep doing this and sowing the seed and all those things that we know to do, then God will produce this fruit. It's not us. Everything produces a seed. So we've got to use our seed and plant it somewhere. Because if we start planting the seed of Christ into other people, that's what we're actually doing. See that word as a literal seed that we're trying to put into people's hearts and minds. And that seed then has to be looked after. We have to water the seed and we water the seed by talking to them about the Lord and giving our testimonies and, and talking about church, talking about the, you know, our faith. It's just the simple stuff that, that we do. And, it, and, then, and then we'll... We'll grow that seed, and we know that. So we, we want to reproduce more fruit. So somebody spoke to you about Jesus. Yeah, somebody's taught you, somebody's showed you the way into the kingdom, and showed you how you can be a disciple. And that's it, that's all it is. Nice and simple. But you're not on your own. Not only do you have God with you, not do you only do you have the spirit inside you, you also have people around you that will help you. Listen. John 12, 23. But Jesus answered them saying, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. We've got to give him glory. We've got to give him honour. We've got to show how much that, you know, that we believe in him. Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Isn't that beautiful? Do you understand what I'm saying? Unless we die to ourselves, unless we do, you know, unless we do something to take away time from what we shouldn't be doing to put time in what it is and die to ourselves. Why? He who loves his life will lose it, said God. You love your natural life so much that you do all what you want to do and don't die. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. I don't mean hate yourself. But just hate the, like the world is. Just look around you. Just look at what it's like. Look at the people, look at the news, anything you like. And it's horrific. This world's in a right mess. I say the world's gone crazy. That's what my definition is. It's gone crazy. Nothing's, nothing's right anymore. It's, it's terrible. And I've just passed these burdens to God. I can't, I can't think of the solutions except to say, right, everyone, we've got to turn to Jesus. You know, that would be probably the only way. So he who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honour. So isn't that marvellous again? He wants to honour us. He wants to say, look how good Ted is. Look how good Ted <laughs> look how good Louise is look how good that's what he wants to do he wants to give us honour not because we deserve it but just because he wants to because he says here is my true tried trusty servant give us honour what, what's he going to give us as well then if we do that work of God he's going to give us joy he's going to give us peace He's got to give us healing of some of the things. You know, David said he hasn't seen healing yet. He has. 
he's seen masses of healings. He's seen masses of healings. You know, we always think that it's just got to be the flesh that's healed. How many people have we seen change? They've been healed of this, the sin of this world. They've been healed of their embarrassment. They've been healed of their shame of what they've done. They've been healed of their sin. They've been healed of false doctrine and false teachers. They've been healed in their own minds. Until we begin to die to ourselves. Get rid of this earthly baggage, this thinking that we have. The temporal, the Bible calls it a sensual way of thinking. Getting rid of that baggage that easily besets us and weighs us down. That's from Hebrews 11. Start looking up at the heavenly and spiritual things that God wants you to have. I want to be happy. I want to I wanna look forward to the day. No matter what trials and tribulations come, I still want to be ready. And I still want to get through them. And I still want to sit with my wife at the end of the day and go, yes. I know it's been the worst day this year. But I tell you what, I still feel that I'm on the right track. And that's just amazing. It's just amazing. And, and, the, and the devil's come every day in all shapes and forms. <laughs> and they're all there picking at us, niggling at us. Oh, I read a scripture this morning. It was beautiful. And it said, when they persecute you and revile you and say things against you, bless them. Bless them. Pray for them. Bless them. It is so difficult. But you've got to do it. I don't want to do it. But I'll do it. Bless you. I bless you with love and I bless you with success and I bless you with kindness and I bless you with. In Jesus' name. And some, some of them would say, Oh, don't bless me. And I'll say, no, I have to. Because that's what my Jesus tells me to do. And what did I want to do? Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just, just edit that bit. <laughs> I know. But that's the natural. Do you understand? That's the natural that we want to do. But if we just take just the ones, that one scripture... They don't like you, bless them. They want to persecute you, bless them. They want to speak against you, bless them. Who does God love? Isn't it wonderful? It's not about them. We've got to make sure I'm okay. Bless you. Bless you, my child. Hallelujah. It's important. Do you understand? It's, it's so important that we take these scriptures and use them. Even if we don't want to. That's the flesh that doesn't want to. The spirit wants you to. It's beautiful. Did I say it was easy? <laughs> but that's the difference. To know the scripture and go, okay, this person is not very nice to me. I would rather, you know, give them what for. But no, I'm just going to use this one scripture. May God bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you with kindness, with, with, with riches. Bless you with your desires of your heart. Isn't it incredible? Hallelujah. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. That's what we've got to do. So when we begin to die ourselves, we're getting rid of baggage. Because it's only baggage that's weighing you down. It's in here first. You know it is. It's in here first. God just wants to take, take it away from you. So he wants us to go out laboring. But you know, as we're laboring, as we're laboring in, the, in, the, in this field of souls, trying to be fruitful, you know, digging up the, you know, the Bible says dig up the fallow ground. The fallow ground is where, where people, you think of about a field that hasn't been, think about a field that has not been ploughed for, for 10 years. 
not been touched. It not only has weeds and all, all different grasses growing, the bushes start coming, the, you know, the brambles start, the weeds multiply like nobody's business, and it grows, because that's the nat nature's way. And if you left it another 20 years, you'll have trees there as well. The natural. That's what happens, it's a mess. So what do we have to do? We have to get the digger in, we have to take the trees down, get the brambles up, get the bushes up, we have to plough all the ground up, we do it in the spiritual as well. We've got to go for these people. We've got to plow it up. We've got to pray in the spirit first before anything. We've got to win the battle in the spirit. If all these people are in darkness, that means they have a bad spirit. All right, nice and simple. And people don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear it, but they have a bad spirit. But we know we haven't got to tell them. We just know. And that's the way that we talk to them. Get the word of God out. Get the word of God out. Give them a testimony. Tell them. Tell them how you've changed. Tell them what it's like to be, to be in the presence of God. Try and explain to them. Try and explain to them how, how you feel when you've, when you've been in the presence of God, when we've worshipped and, and you feel. And you, you tell them. Don't let them just think, oh, you've got to church. Well, so what? They've been to churches and they, 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 they can see they're no different from them. So it's so important. But listen, the more we're going out and doing what we're supposed to do, listen to what God does. The more we go out and as he bless you, he begins to do the internal work. Isn't this incredible? We do external, he does internal on us. That's when he starts to produce the fruits of the Spirit. So you can see the fruits of the Spirit are completely different from glorifying God with the fruits that he wants us to get. Amen? The fruits of our work is souls. And, you know, and we had a man visit me this week, and, you know, he, he, he went, you know, I'll do this, you know, da, 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 you know every church preaches the, you know, this, and I said, well, great, oh, great, so what are you, what are you doing then? He said, oh, I go out witnessing every day, and I'm, blah, blah, blah. so how many people you got saved? Oh, tons. I said, What's, how do you get them saved then? Oh, I don't save them, God does. I said, yeah, okay, I understand that, yeah. But how do you get them to God then? Well, I'll just talk to them. And she said, I'll, I'll tell them. I said, you, all you've got to do is ask Jesus into your heart. I said, you said, you said you want to use a scripture. I said, show me the scripture where it says that. He got really upset with me. You know why? There's no scripture that says that. No scripture at all that says that, you know. And, and so, he, you know, and then he said, well, what? I said, so do you know what salvation is? He said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Salvation is when, when God um, lets us escape from what we're in. I said, so how do we get salvation? No, oh, God gives that. I said, is there any scriptures that you can give me that shows you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to repent. So what's Repentance. Just forgiveness of God. So you know, see, there's a chap that's coming to tell me that he knows all the Bible and that every church he goes to don't preach the truth. And there's a chap that's not preaching the truth himself. It's amazing. So we get stuck even with that, don't we? In a little rut that we think these few scriptures that we've got tell, tell me that I can tell everyone. That's why... God produces the fruit. And that first one on the, on, that, on the list there, love. Trying to love them. Trying to love them. When, when people don't want to listen, isn't it incredibly hard to love them? You try, you try to give the scriptures, you know, but at the end of the day, we do that in love. We try, we try to do it with, with gentleness and goodness and generosity and all those things, you know, and we try to keep self-control, but at the end of the day, if people don't want to listen, the Bible is very clear. And it's not ruthless, it's not being horrible. Wipe the dust from your feet. You know, people say, oh, I can't do that with my family. It doesn't say that. Your family, you're going to try forever. Yeah? You're going to try forever. Your, some of your best friends might be your worst enemies. They'll take you further away because they don't follow Christ. Yeah, you can have friends, but don't get them too close. Otherwise, they'll disturb you. Amen. Meekness, temperance against us, no law. And we know this is no law to what God can give you. So if we live in the spirit, 
Let us also walk in the Spirit. And that's what he wants for us. He wants us to be, well, why? Because we are dead to the word now, dead to the law. And we're alive with the spirit. And the word, that the, in, in the New Testament, the Bible says, the word is spirit and it is life. So that's why he said to us, he said in John 4, 24, that God is a spirit. And he looks for those to worship him in spirit and in truth. It's together. The, the, the word gives us the teaching. The word gives us the way that God wants us to be. The spirit empowers us to be what God wants us to be. He works in us while we're working out. Isn't it fascinating? Who does all the work? Think about it. Gives you the words to speak. He teaches you. All he asks us to do is just speak it. Okay, here we go. Last passage to Peter 1 1 to 10. This is how we don't have to fail. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amazing. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. Isn't it amazing? It's not just grace and peace to you. It's through the knowledge we're getting of God. It's amazing. And according as he has given his divine power unto us, all things that pertain to life and godliness. These are to his children. I'm giving you everything that you need for this life and to be godly. Isn't it incredible? It's so wonderful. Why? So we can be partakers of the divine nature. See, our nature is man's. And he's trying to change us to be like our Jesus. To be Isn't that lovely that he wants us to be divine? Sounds really posh, doesn't it? <laughs> Lovely. And that's what he's, he's, he's got for us. Having escaped the corruption of the world. Besides this, giving all diligence. Here we go. This is it now. That diligence, diligence is our effort. The, the effort we put into, you know, trying to learn about God. Add to this faith, virtue. Virtue is moral excellence. So we know that we're doing the things right. So he's, he's, he's trying to show us a way. And to virtue, knowledge. So this moral excellence, he still wants you to have knowledge. I'm still going to keep giving you knowledge. Why? Because in Hosea 6.4 it says, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. It's fascinating. And through this knowledge, temperance, self-control. Isn't that wonderful? Be self-control. This morning I could have let rip. And in the end, I just have to go, no, no, Mark, no. Say it. Bless you. God bless you. It's, you know, and I blessed her with a lot of different things this morning. All the things that I know she needs, but she wouldn't realize that. To temperance, patience. Be patient. Be patient. One or two, I said to Leslie, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, stop trying to win the world. One at a time. It's a lot easier. <laughs> That's how the apostles did it. And then, they, then they, all of a sudden they met 12. They met a family. They went to jail. Went to jail and saved the jailer. You know what I mean? It's so simple. And, and through that, just, just think, just get one that you can work with. And to this patience, godliness. All about our actions. We've got to be more and more godliness. And of course, with this godliness, we get brotherly kindness one to another. Because we're trying to help each other. And that's what it should be like. For if all these things be in you, and abound, and come out. Abound means going out, and abound. That make you that you shall neither be barren, nor unfruitful. Isn't that amazing? Because unless we have any fruit, we're still barren. Amen? So we be fruitful. But he who lacketh these things is blind and cannot see what God has for us and has forgotten about that we've left 
a natural man behind, purged from our old sins. Therefore, give diligence to make your election um, sure, your calling and election sure. In other words, work at it and you're going to be assured you're going to get to heaven. If you do these things, this is it, you shall never fall. Isn't that amazing? Father, help us. You know, Father, it's, it's, we have to come to you. For Father, we, we are our own worst enemies, all of us. It's all, we're always highlighting the wrong things and what we can't do and the things we've done and, and the things we've not done. Help us, Lord. Help us just move those things aside, Lord. And let us just, just do what we can, Father. One at a time. One person. And therefore, we shall be fruitful. So, Father, we know you're here. We know you're teaching us. We know you're patient. We know you're loving. We know you're kind. We know you want to dwell in us daily. We know you want to heal us. Help us then, Lord. Just give us the boldness, the love for the lost, the love for the brethren, so we can work together and obey what you've asked us to do so we can be fruitful. And in that fruit, we shall glorify you. We shall show the wonders, the honor, the glory, the power, the love, the faith that you've given us. And most of all, the hope for our future. Thank you, Lord. Bless us, I pray, Lord. In Jesus' name.